Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Obviously made those plays. I mean, that one play where he, the that little 
else did he have that he stretched out for and then, like, slid for a first down? Uh, you know, huge. So, but I, I think what's encouraging is that you go from a situation where you're 0-2 and the sky is falling to all of a sudden now at 2-2, two and two, uh, you know, hope is, has returned to the fan base. I think that's a great thing. And, and Marty Herney, I think, said it best when he was on, on the postgame show. He said, 2-2 two and two has never felt better. Start 0 and 2. Yeah, so you're 0 and 2, and you, you lose your, your franchise quarterback, and you think, all right, we're in trouble. But um, it is interesting, though, how the last two games have been very complementary um, styles of football, in that um, all three phases are, are feeding off each other. And that has been really the recipe for, for Carolina's success as long as we've been here. As long as you've been here longer than I have, um, both with the Panthers and but um, I think that um, you look at the team, and it's just like they are, they're balling on both sides. And Cal Allen, like, even when it wasn't like his best statistical game, uh, he did get bathed by the turnovers. Uh, you know, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But, I mean, he just he kept doing the offense thing. He got in the cap where he just used him, used him up. This is not the time to worry about his carries right now. <laughs> Try to get a young quarterback up and running right now. So it's exciting to see that, uh, you know, he was able to handle some adversity because you knew he wasn't going to roll out four touchdown performances one after another out there. And so the fact that, uh, again, it wasn't too big for him. He did okay. They won the game. And then you take whatever combination wins games. You don't ever mess with that. And Coach came out Monday and said, yeah, it's another week of Kyle Allen for sure this week. And then we'll, we'll see about down the road or whatever. But, um, you know, going against Jacksonville, you know, it'll be fun to see what he can do. We saw a four-touchdown game. We saw a no-touchdown game from him. So what will, what will the Jacksonville game? Which one's closer to the truth? We're about to find out. Well, and you look at Jacksonville, it's kind of a similar story to Carolina. That they lose their you know, new quarterback. Well, not that the Panthers had a new quarterback, but they lose Nick Foles, who's going to be their guy this year. They're their quarterback. They're better in quarterback. Um, they started off like, oh, crap. Um, but uh, Gardner Minshew has come in, and it's kind of a great story. He's a tremendous like He, don't you think he, like, he would fit in in, like, the heydays of the 70s with, like, Kenny Stabler and oh, the mustache alone. And Terry Pratchett. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's a throwback alone, right? No, I love it. I mean, and he's a good player. I mean, I've only gone back and watched some of their game on Game Pass. He does touchdown passes. I mean, he moves so well yeah. in the pocket, very elusive in the pocket. He can run. So he's an athletic quarterback, makes good throws, makes good decisions. I like to for, like, 215 or something in the game last week. Uh, but it's that same thing. It's like when you bottle a little bit of winning magic, you just kind of go with it. And, and that, that little spark he's brought them the last couple of weeks, it's working very similar to what Cal Allen's doing here with the Panthers. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And we saw Leonard Fournette run for 225 yards for Jacksonville in their win last week. Not that he's likely to do anything like that again against the Panthers defense. But, yeah, it makes them really more formidable than they looked a couple weeks ago. And last check, Jalen Ramsey is still on the uh, Jaguars. As, as of this recording, <laughs> On Tuesday. I mean, everybody's, you know, we saw Melvin Gordon come back. Yeah. We've seen Antonio Brown come and go, come and go. Uh, but now we'll, we'll see on Jalen Ramsey. But right now he's still part of their team, or whatever else worth, part of their team. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is, uh, I mean, the storylines coming into this game, the obvious one are, you know, two young quarterbacks, uh, two fantastic running backs. Uh, Panthers, I think, have the edge defensively, but, you know, two, you know, on paper, two good defenses. Uh, and these are two teams, whenever these two teams meet up with each other, it's always, you know, the, the inaugural 1995 teams that came in together since. And obviously because they're in the AFC and the NFC, the, you know, they don't play very often. I mean, it's, it's rare that we see these. Yeah, teams. Would, you would 
together right back in 95 but they good job by the marketing department by the way because uh, obviously on Sunday this is going to be like the, the hall of honor for the Panthers and of course Jake DeLone uh, against Jacksonville back in 2003 that was the game that really elevated came off the bench, yeah. came off the bench to beat Jacksonville Ricky Fold the catch in the end zone you can still see that yeah. um, and really one of the that's still probably one of the top I mean you'd have to say it's still a top 10 moment it's so unlikely, man. It was like the, the spark that led the Super Bowl. Because right. Rodney Peter was supposed to be Rodney, Rodney Peter played the year before, and they got the halftime of the game, and they were shut out. They had truly like 10 yards of offense in the first half. I mean, first game, opening home opener, John Fox goes to the bench and brings Jake DeLone. I asked Jake about it this weekend, actually. It's funny, we were in Houston. I said, when exactly did you find out? He goes, as we were walking to the locker room at halftime, that he was going to come play in the second half. They didn't prepare during the week, like, hey, be ready just in yeah. case, whatever. It's not like, no, you are anyway. But there was no, like, special, like, nudge, like, hey, you know, just know that you're going to play if it gets off to a slow start. Comes in, throws three touchdowns, and fourth down yeah. to Ricky Paul in the end zone for the go-ahead score. So, stadium erupted. That was yeah, crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. That was awesome. And then at, at NRG Stadium, uh, was it, did you guys talk at all about the Super Bowl? We did. You know, we're really high up there. So Jake walks in the booth and goes, wow, it's high up. I go, I know. That's why we didn't know anything about Janet Jackson until after the game. <laughs> that's and right. he said, um, they knew in the locker room at halftime. He goes, the halftime's so long, it's like half an hour. And he goes, guys, we're talking about it in the locker room at halftime. I go, yeah, we left the stadium and we're doing the halftime show live on the air radio. I get on the buses and people are all talking about Janet Jackson in the wardrobe malfunction. We're going, wait, what? Why? 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 Back then, social media didn't right. exist, so we didn't have all the, you know, the knowledge going all around us that, you know, that was going on. But, um, yeah, we talked about that game with Jake. And, you know, there, too, they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 19 points yeah. against your other favorite team, the Patriots. And to me, that was still one of the best Super Bowls ever. Oh, yeah. It entertainment value. Yeah. It was a slow start, but really, really slow first quarter. First half was not exciting. That game really picked up steam and obviously went down to the wire. Right, and that, and that fourth quarter was amazing. I remember I was sitting um, in the auxiliary press area. It's probably, I forget where exactly, I think it was probably like the 40-yard line, but it was like middle of the way up. I mean, it was, it was underneath the press box. Uh, so it was still high up, but not, uh, not terribly, um, not terrible seats. Um, but what I remember about that Super Bowl was originally we weren't going to do anything post-game show-wise, so I ended up buying tickets. I got four tickets. And, um, and then things got closer, uh, Ethan and I, Ethan Horton and I, Ethan was doing the post-game show with us, uh, we ended up uh, getting credentialed, which allowed us, the, the strange credential that allowed us into the press box before and after the game. <laughs> Theoretically, we weren't allowed to be in there during the game. Okay. And, uh, and you remember John Peter Perel, correct? Yes. Uh, flashes on, on, on 610. Uh, so John was there with WBEI, the big Boston uh, sports radio station, and they, for whatever reason, now, again, this is 2003, so this is before the huge run for the, I mean, the Patriots. I mean, they had one in 2001. But apparently, WEEI, they weren't the flagship, so they got, like, maybe one credential. And so, like, the executive producer for John's morning show, the Dennis Callahan show, he took the credential. So John uh, was there for, for the whole week, and I think they, there was some misconfusion. They thought they were going to get tickets. Or, long story short, Peter Pearl is on the outside looking in. And, of course, you know, we're, we're buddies. So I said, well, I got this thing to get me in the building, so I'll go in on that, and why don't you take my ticket? So he sat with my, my brother, my brother-in-law, and one of my best friends. And, uh, 
Chandler section, it was down, in, it was in the end zone, great seats, one of the awesome seats. Uh, and we were just to the left of, like, there was like a little inlet where, where, I don't think it's where the teams came in, but it was in an entrance way. And they built like a stage, and literally uh, the stage was like right next to us, like chest high. And so I'm up, and I ended up sitting with TC from, from WFNZ at the time, and, and the guys from Fox, uh, I think Bruce, uh, Bruce Snyder. So I, so I, I found a, I, I found a spot. They, there was like an empty seat, so I sat with them, and me and Carl sat in my seat with, with my friends and my, my family. And I think um, it wasn't halftime, but it, one of the, I think maybe in between quarters, like Jessica Simpson did something, and she was literally uh, like right there, and uh, and right next to me. Carl, me Carl told me I was so close I could have touched her. It was so close. It would have been worse. He would have been arrested. <laughs> I guess because at the height of Jessica Simpson being yeah. a big deal. But that was, yeah, but I mean, I know, it did, uh, now it doesn't seem as big a deal. Like, maybe the popular said, artist going, Jessica Simpson. Maybe I should have said Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> and Lady Gaga was like right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Simpson came back as uh, Daisy Duke at some point. That's right. That. Well, she was, but maybe you remember, she was huge then. But that was, I mean, that was, uh, and I, now we didn't know because in the stadium you didn't have any clue, like, what happened with the whole Jack no. Jackson thing. It happens so quick anyway. Yeah. So people that are watching on TV that barely right. reach news. Right, yeah. So it wasn't until after, the, like, we got, I met up with them afterwards, and I don't think they had been flying in. I found out about it the next day. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, but I guess it would have been a much better yeah. memory. But Jake said it's one of his favorite memories anyway, just because the experience, the game was close and interesting. So despite the loss, you know, Jake said it, it's, a, it's a positive memory. But when you look at playing in the NFL, like, you're, the odds of you playing on a winning team consistently are tough. Right? I mean, you can play for a team for 10 years and have, you know, win two or three winning records. Talk about someone who grew up with Browns fans. Right. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbing it in. Trust me. They actually good ones growing up, but they, they obviously a lot of stress in my adulthood. They really not been good. And then Jake finished his career as a Texan. So now right. I don't realize he got a call in November when they, um, they broke all their mats. Matt Shaw and Matt Leiter. <laughs> and then T.J. Yates. And then T.J. Yates got hurt. But he didn't play against us, even though we had a game against him. But he did finish out playing. Titans, the game that went down to the wire, they lost by a point and missed a two-point conversion at the end on a bad snap. Uh, and that was the end of his career. He goes, I, I walked off the field that day and knew right then that he wasn't really planning on coming back that season, 2011, but he came back and, and played an extra month, if you will, with uh, the Houston Texans to close out yeah. his career. He only yeah. lived, he drove from Louisiana to our game last Saturday. It was like about a three-hour drive. Oh, really? Yeah. For him to get there. He thought it would be two, actually, because it was just really much better. Really traffic was going it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Panthers are going to celebrate their history. Uh, it's the 25th season. Steve Smith going in, Jordan Gross, uh, Wesley Walls. Um, and I think all, you know, I don't think you can say any four of those guys are not deserving. They're all, you know, no, certainly. There's so many more, if anything. So well, yeah. the, but the good thing is this is going to be something that's going to be built, added on to this. Just no, I'm sure it's not done. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that we think of as these future ones, like obviously Julius Peppers. Yeah, Peppers. Uh, I'd be wearing a suit on It's almost like it feels like they're trying to catch up. You know, yeah, think right, you would right, do like right. one or two. I mean, four is like a Hall of Fame in Canton kind yeah. of size. Well, it's kind of like remember, well, it's kind of like the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Like they had this because you know when you start something like this, you got to throw in some numbers, you know, to, to, to build it up over time. But you're right. I mean, there are so many guys, uh, even just in the last ten years, that 
this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to carry a lot of that at halftime on the radio. We're going to ditch in our halftime show and, and try to carry as much of the four guys talking at halftime. So this is interesting. Mick's going to have to go down with Jake at about the five-minute mark of the second quarter. So I'm going to go back to August in preseason. I'm going to jump back in and do play-by-play. And we're going to have Mike Tolbert and Kevin Donnelly come in. Nice. So we'll be like the night shift. Yeah. We'll come in and cover. <laughs> until so, the bullpen. Yeah, until some point early in the third quarter when that Jake and, and Mick get back up. But like, take your time. Enjoy it. Savor the moment. Take Don't worry. Take, we won't let the door. Take a lap. <laughs> you know, Mick's going to be chopping at the bench. He'll be running through the stairs, you know, past, knocking hands over, trying to get back. Well, he, was, he does wear sneakers, so he does at all times. And, uh, but like with Jake, even just um, – Enjoy the day, enjoy the moment. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not to say the, sec- the broadcast is secondary, but I mean, you only get inducted into the Hall of Ring yeah. your home team like yeah. that once. And, um, you know, for you know, Jake and Jordan, quite frankly, I mean, it's not like they're going to Canton, so this is like as big of a deal as it's going to be. So this is pretty cool. And, um, you know, Jake was playing today. We talked about him about it with him last week. He's like, you know, I'm not the guy that gets in the personal accolades. He goes, you know, I'm sure when the moment comes, it'll strike him, but. He wasn't, you know, nervous or yeah. acting out of sorts about the fact that this was coming up this week. Yeah, that's a lot of fun, and, and certainly it's well-deserved. And, you know, I think with Jacksonville coming in, it, you know, obviously a fitting opponent, as you mentioned, they both came in and the Panthers and the Jaguars came in in 1995, and, you know, that was a big turning point in the 2003 season. Um, I don't know, actually, that's a good, that's a good, can that be a turning, can, it, can a first game be a turning point? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's, you know, momentum can start at any time. I think I remember one year the Panthers when Chris Winkie won their first game in Minnesota, lost the next 15. That was my first year. That was 2001. Welcome to Welcome to Charlotte. I know. So that was the dividing line in that particular season. And we already mentioned, as you said, Jake with Jacksonville. I mean, you got to keep it going. You got to stack wins after that. You can't just live off that Jacksonville win in 2003. But, you know, it kind of brought a new energy and excitement. Remember, there were games, if you look back, Jake had some really bad numbers. You know, no touchdowns, turnovers, and the defense won the game. That's just how it goes. The week before the offense, this past week, scored 38 in Arizona. So some weeks the offense will carry you, some weeks the defense. And in this case, it was the defense with uh, with Houston. And I think that's what's been good to see with Kyle Allen is, you know, granted he had the three sack fumbles, but that was, you know, they were able to overcome that. Clearly fixable, though. I mean, as, exactly. as that could have been. No, exactly. The game in spite of that. Right. So let's not make too big of a point. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually fumbled all five times he's been sacked in two games. That's a bad trend. That's a bad so it's time to fix it, no doubt. It's, it's time to address that. But two hands on the football, I'm sure, this week. That's probably like a fullback back there. Well, I was going to say, is this going to be like the old uh, high school thing or college thing where uh, he's got to, like, carry the football with two hands everywhere he goes in practice, like, in, in, practice yeah. in, the, in, the, in the film room? Tape to his hands with yeah. the or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you know Coach Rivera, he's been asked about rookies that struggle and young players that struggle before. And, and you know, do you bench them or – is like such the least punitive coach that I've yeah. ever heard of. And that's just his style. It's not because he's a big softie. Or not because right. he's a former player and he knows what works. Right. He's like, no, we want, they're part of our team. We want success. Right. So we don't want to like make it a bigger deal than it is. And I'm talking, he's not even said anything about the Kyle Allen fumbling thing. But just based on how he's talking about past rookies, I, I know what it was. DJ Moore last year dropping a couple oh, of yeah, yeah, fumbles yeah. in Washington. Yeah. You know, how do you handle that? And his answer was, you know, you just on it, you're positive, you're reinforcing as opposed to like getting in their face and threatening them. So that's just his style as a human being, as coach, and as a motiva- motivator that uh, has, been, has been good for him. I've heard some uh, coach talk about this at youth level, but it, you know, I think it pertains, right? It's like instead of saying, you know, make sure you don't drop the ball, make sure you don't drop the ball, you know, the, the, 
the phrasing is, okay, hang on to it. Stay, like, you know, so I mean, it's that positive reinforcement as opposed to that like negative. And sometimes that, that um, you know, that works. I think the thing I'm, I'm looking forward to with Kyle Allen is, um, is, is kind of in that you, you still have to be a game manager even if you are throwing the sling the ball and, you know, making big plays, but you still have to be able to, to manage the game well. And he, he's been able to do that, and he's been able to overcome the mistakes. And when you look at his passing numbers, I mean, he's over 70% games this year, and so you take away those three sack fumbles, and you know maybe that, 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 that's a different game, but I think it was a good learning experience for him, too, because um, not to say that was a come, welcome to the NFL moment, but and I don't think he's the type of guy that was going to get big-headed, but you don't have to worry about that now, because yeah. even though they won the game, that, there was a lot to come back and coach off of that. And he came in, as you would expect, a quarterback and a leader, when he came in in the first game and like, took, took full play, yeah, it's on me, yeah. like, clearly it is, but he didn't sugarcoat it in any way, he's kind of like, why was that? And, yeah, we dodged a few bullets. The defense played great, but they missed by, by two yards on two deep two bullets. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the John Watson threw out there, and they were just off the mark. And that was just them missing. We weren't defending. Right. We, were, right. we were behind the play. Right. And and he went out, and Deshaun Watson went uh, back on the field after the game. Yeah, yeah, a lot of video, which is cool to see. Well, I think we're all Deshaun Watson fans when you're a Clemson fan. Yeah, what, yeah. what a great guy in this league. And the injuries has gone through his two ACLs. But, you know, that I said that going into the game last week, like, you can play great defense against them throughout the game, but they were, I think, second to the Patriots in big plays, 30-plus yeah. hard plays, and they just missed on two. So you can play great defense in, let's say, 73 defensive snaps, and they can burn you on two. And that, obviously, if they hit one of those two, it yeah. could be a different outcome. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a one-possession game. Yeah. It could be a different outcome. But, hey, we survive in advance. We survive in advance. <laughs> That's right. We'll borrow that from Gus Johnson. Right. right. said that in his early program. So, uh, Sunday... Home uh, game. Start One o'clock yeah. kick. Ten o'clock with the pregame. Good old Pete at home, and, and, and then we'll get ready for London and the bye week in San Francisco. But it's a little oasis of an island there. Is that we're going to have one home game here? And Mike, um, yeah, for you guys, not only a postgame show, but people can come visit the postgame right. show. Right, fifth quarter. Yeah, we'll be in the uh, in the North oh, Lounge. So excited about it! I know they're very excited about it. North Lounge. Uh, people can hang out. Uh, up until about 6 o'clock, you can watch the, the first half of the 4 o'clock games. Uh, Brett will be back. Uh, he's um, going to leave the Roval and come back and join us <laughs> in the studio. And, uh, of course, Eugene will be with us as well. So a lot of fun. Um, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll be talking about a Panthers win. And 3-2, and two, man, that would be great after five games, especially with that OC start. Oh, absolutely. So it would be great to take a winning record and, uh, and take that to London for that big game coming up. So a lot of exciting games coming up here in forward to the Hall of Honor and all that, so we'll catch up again next Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.